Welcome back to another episode of The Broncast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. I'm your host, John Melton. I'm Donnie Whiteman. We are two Bronco enthusiasts who love talking about the Ford Bronco. We own Broncos. We work on Broncos from generation one through generation six. Our sponsor for this episode is Tom's Off-Road and ARP Fasteners, automotive racing products. So, John, we got to talk about what Ford let out of the bag um, August 11th. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, the new Heritage model. So uh, (laughs) everybody's talking about it So since it came out. So, I mean, I have my opinions. Uh, Yeah. uh, What's your first impression? Um, Man. I wish, first impression, I mean, it looks great. I wish they would have done more. Like, I wanted to see, I don't know. I wanted to see more more homage to the classic. Like, I just feel like they could have done so much more. Um, you remember early on, Ford had released a model of the Bronco, or they had a build at SEMA, and it had these awesome early Bronco looking fenders on it. Oh yeah. And I like, I thought surely the heritage model will be the one that comes out with the, these sweet early Bronco fenders that you can now buy from Ford. But no, I was wrong. Yeah, they did. They did change the shape of them just a little bit. They got a little sort of squared off a little bit, but they're not the giant two, you know, where they're a different color. They match the roof. I thought they'd have done a little bit more of that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about it? Oh, you know, first of all, I I know the wheels are alloys, but they look like steelies. I just think the the white painted wheels and yeah, I know the first ones that came out, they were silver, but I like the Wimbledon white. Yes, totally. Huge fan of that. And uh, they did do the the Wimbledon white grill and the roof, which I thought's all pretty cool and you know at a glance it does kind of look like an older bronco yeah i have all these old broncos at my house all the time because I'm, I'm driving customers trucks to make sure things are right and right my new one i uh, had it in the driveway and one of my neighbors thought she goes wow you really fixed that old truck up <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i thought it was funny it's like no that that's actually a new one but um that's awesome yeah i i like that they did the heritage edition i think it's super cool there's no three on the tree, right? But you know, it's still yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like the the little details for sure. I love the white roof. It's funny seeing the roof though, and like compared to an early Bronco, it looks squatty. You know, yeah. like the roof yeah. looks like it. Like they just jumped on it a bunch and like compressed it down. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's the first time I was like, oh wow, the roof really does look different from an early Bronco when you see it in white. Um, but yeah, I, lo- I love the steely wheel look, um, the white a grill. A bunch and, of new colors. Yep, yep, yeah. new colors. They have like a yellow and yeah. uh, some throwback colors. Yeah, yeah, which I think is cool. But my thought is I wish they would have done more, but I still think it's super cool. Yeah, they uh, they also did a lot of it on the Bronco Sport. Oh yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it, from the front, it it just looks like a micro version of yeah. a Bronco. But uh, coming down the road, every once in a while, you know, I'll see those sports running around, yep. and um, you know, first you think Bronco, and they're like, oh, okay, it's like the Bronco's little brother. Yeah, it's a little bit smaller. Yep. You know. Yep, for sure. Bronco sports. Everyone's like, that's not a real Bronco. 
I'm like, yeah, it is. It's in the Bronco family. <laughs> yeah. So you got to count it. It's like the Bronco 2. It's like you're getting a bunch of early Bronco guys together, and they're like, oh, the Bronco 2 doesn't count. It does count. And I think the Bronco 2 is going to get super popular here in just a few, like, the next kind of wave of, you know how it's like each generation gets cool? Like, early Broncos got cool, you know, 15 years ago again. Then uh, the the second-gen Bronco has been super cool for a while, and, you know, you're seeing those get bought up. And I think the third, fourth, and fifth generation are getting there too, and Bronco 2 is going to come back, and people are going to be like, oh, these are super cool. Oh, yeah. Still, there's a couple people that it's like they're just holding on hope. Bronco too get popular again. <laughs> there's, there's, the, they have their own crowd. Yes, and uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You they don't, totally you don't see do. very many of them though. No, 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 you don't. That is true. We'll move in right into the next section of the broadcast. We've been doing a little DIY or PAY, and uh, we started with talking about the early Bronco. Talked about fluid and leaks in episode one. We talked about brakes in episode two and uh, talked about steering in episode three. So now you got your brakes working. You got your fluids and your leaks all checked out. You know at least where they're coming from and why. (laughs) You know you're not going to die. You got your steering sorted. So now where are you going with with your Bronco, Donnie? What's What's next on your list? You know, I'm I'm always all about wheels and tires. <laughs> they make the car, they make the truck. Who cares you know? about the engine? Let's just, just like let's go to the as wheels long as it looks tires. cool in my driveway, I'll yeah. get to the other stuff later. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, guys that work on cars and trucks, they fix their stuff last. Yeah, yeah. you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I I love wheels and tires, and but you know, we we see all sorts in here, and uh, we had one that came into the shop that had these giant wheels and tires with eight inch dishes on them and they were sticking out so far. We literally had to took up two bays. Oh my gosh. And, uh, you know, we found out later the reason he had these giant wheels and tires on it. It's the way he bought the truck and pick them out or put them on was it was the only way to clear the disc brake conversion somebody had done on the back. So it was to, to space them out. So the bleeder valve didn't hit the rim. There wasn't enough room for the, (sighs) yeah, it was, uh, it's kind of a mess. So, you know, it just created all these problems. And the first thing that that guy wanted to do was, you know, he wanted some Bajas or classic yeah. threes or, you know, s- slotted mags, something cool to look more retro than these. I don't know what these wheels were. Yeah. yeah. They were ugly. Yeah. I mean, wheels and tires, are, it's definitely the, um, and I would, I would throw a suspension in there a little bit because, you know, if you got a stock Bronco, you're not throwing 33s under, under there or 35s under there. My Bronco, I have a two and a half inch lift with a one inch body lift and I run 35, 12 and a half. So a 35 inch tire, um, that's 12 and a half inch wide. And then I think my, my wheel, uh, I used to always call it a rim. My wheel is a 10 and a half inch wheel. Um, but something that I think is important to keep in mind, you know, if you've never bought wheels and tires for uh, a truck, for an off-road vehicle, um, offset, offset and backspacing. Those are two really important things um, because one, safety, uh, but two, you don't want it to look weird. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, talk about safety a little bit. Um, 
wheel studs, that kind of thing. Yeah, ironically, that same truck that had these wheels sticking way out, <laughs> and they had oh inch and a half of spacers in there. And then, you know, of course, so what happens when you put that much leverage on a wheel stud is it breaks. Well, yeah. each wheel had like maybe three studs on it. There was at least oh, one. Oh, three threads? No, three studs out of five. So they'd already been snapping off because no. of just the leverage of those wheels sticking out so far. Um, so... You know, I told him, I said, hey, we're, you know, we're going to have to address this. You know, oh you're getting new God. wheels. I said, I'm not convinced that all of these studs haven't been stressed. I said, so, we, you know, we've got new wheel studs. Jeez. and uh, But you got to get the right length for your wheel if, if um, stock studs won't always work on a new rim that you bought. Like, yeah. you can't have three threads holding a nut on right. to the stud. So, um, you know, I always recommend uh, the strongest stud you can get. You know, ARP is one of our sponsors. Yeah. And, you know, they make um, cadmium-plated uh, 8740 chromoly studs. And they're the strongest. They're up to 190,000 tensile strength. So Jeez. it's what NASCAR uses. It's, yeah. it's what the Speed Demon uses. Um, yeah. So, you know, if, if you're going to buy some new wheel studs, make sure they're the right length for your rim. Yep. Uh, I, I personally don't like spacers. So let's go back to yeah. talking about offset and how, how that affects. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. I mean, if, if you're getting new wheels and tires, you should just plan on getting new wheel studs. Like, cause most likely the 50 year old ones that are on your truck are beat, you know, <laughs> and the nut probably barely goes on there cause they've been all mangled from taking the wheel on and off, you know, and then you add on, you know, this heavy, heavy wheel and tire combination. And this is one of those things. If you're going 50 miles down the road and your wheel studs bust and your tire flies off, like in a Bronco, you're dead, <laughs> you know, and if you don't die, you're lucky, um, buy a lottery ticket, but yeah, you're, you're most likely, uh, if the wheel studs, you know, you'll have start having issues. You'll hear it. True. You know, you just got to slow down quick and yeah. Pull over before the wheel comes off. But if you don't have enough nut threaded on, mm -hmm. they're going to come off real. Once one comes off, they're going to come off. So yeah. the, the point is that is one of the things that you should check. Yep. We're going to talk about a couple things. One is, do you have five wheel studs per wheel? If yeah. you don't, go right to your wheel and tire store and have that fixed. Because, yeah. you, know, you know, is it a DIY thing, you know, or PAY? But the tire shops do it so fast and so, so fast. simple and you don't have to pull the drum off to knock it out. So that's one of those things I personally take them to the tire yeah. shops. Oh yeah. There are some things like that, even though it's easy and you can do it, it is way quicker to pay someone to replace your wheel studs and, and it's cheap too. That's not an expensive upgrade, you know? So yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a pay P A Y uh, with the wheel studs. But yeah, we were talking about, offset and backspacing and all that. And basically that just means where your, the, the face of your hub meets the back of your wheel, like where those two surfaces come together, that is your offset basically. Um, and if it is towards the front of the wheel, then you have a positive offset. If it's towards the back of the wheel, you have a negative offset. Um, and, but that's also another dangerous thing that I see a lot of people do is they will put uh, a real negative or real positive offset 
um, on their with their wheel, and that just adds more stress onto your wheel stud. It adds um, just more pressure because you know you think about it at seventy miles an hour, fifty miles an hour, even your wheel is spinning, and you've you're building up all this force, uh, and if that is building and it's a weird offset for your wheel studs, then, you know, you're, you're asking, you're putting a lot more stress, um, on your, your system. So obviously a zero or close to zero offset is what you, where you want to be. Um, but it's not always possible. And, you know, sometimes it's, you're looking at how the, the wheel and tire looks on your Bronco. But, um, I've, I've talked to so many people who have bought new wheels because they just want a different rim. You know, they want, they want a new wheel on there and they don't even think about offset and they buy like a negative four or something like that. And it just looks terrible. And they're like, but it didn't look like this in the picture. And they're like, what, what did I do wrong? And I'm like offset. Like you have to pay attention to offset when you're buying your rims, uh, when you're buying your wheels, excuse me. Well, on, on the one truck that had the wheels spaced out to clear the caliper, yeah, which meant that the disc brake was actually not even within the inside the wheel. Yeah. wheel. Oh, it's just geez. super goofy. So there were a lot of unsafe things about that truck, but we bought a 17 inch rim. Yeah. And you know, now the whole rotor and uh, caliper inside the wheel protected where it's supposed where to it's be. Supposed You're not going to bounce it off a rock. Yeah. And the truck looked so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I like, so on my Bronco, I think the, the tires stick out from under the fender, like an inch and a half. Um, and I think that's a good amount, you know, and, uh, um, I have a pretty, it's, it's close to a a zero offset. I actually didn't buy the, the wheels, so I'm not sure what it is exactly, but, um, but it's pretty, pretty even. Um, my wheel is pretty even with the, with the offset and then your backspacing is, um, same, same kind of thing, um, there as well. Yeah. I, w- I want to talk about tires. I, I love yeah, yeah. wheels and tires. I, I could, we could look at wheel catalogs all day long. <laughs> um, but, uh, as, when it comes to tires, there's, you know, for gen one, everybody loves the BF Goodrich KO2s, you yeah. know, and that's, that's what everybody seems to go with and they're pretty good value. They last a good, good long while. My, my gen six Bronco has good years on it. And, um, absolutely love these they're they're called territory mts and yeah you know they're grippy and um i was i thought i knew what i wanted and i rolled around on these uh 35s right from the factory and and they're terrific i mean they corner well they're soft uh-huh. they're you know, they're not real loud actually pretty quiet thing. yeah and uh you know i would have just thought you know i'm gonna go with uh some bf goodriches on it when we go yeah. 37 and then Mickey Thompson's got these amazing tires. They're the uh, Baja Legend. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's Trevi. They all this tread on the side. Yeah. And uh, so when we go to 37s, those are going to go on some nice. Icon rims. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be sweet. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, noise is a big one with tires. You know, man, there are some – if you are at all, you know, if you're searching for new tires, I would definitely Google – what tires are the noisiest? I don't know off the top of my head, but I have driven in some rigs that it's like, oh my gosh, this is annoying. Like some super swamper type tires oh, that it's yeah. just like, bah, 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 bah. you know, like you're driving down the road. Like I was trying to do an interview with someone in, in their early Bronco at Super Celebration. And 
I mean, their tires were so loud. I was like, I can't, I can't interview you in your Bronco. It wasn't the engine noise. It was the tire noise, you <laughs> yeah. know? Um, and it was just obnoxious. So yeah, that, that's a big one. What, what do you like for a Gen 1 Bronco or? I like the KO2s. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, the all-terrain, uh, that's what I have on mine. I think, I think those are really good balanced tire. Um, I also like the, uh, the mud terrain, um, BF Goodrich, um, the Baja Claw um, is super noisy. Uh, I remember riding with a guy who had those, the Baja Claws, which are also uh, Mickey Thompson. Um, and then the, uh, what did you have? What was your Bronco come with? The Goodyear? Was it the Goodyears? Yeah, the Territory yeah. MTs. Those are really nice as well. Like I've driven a couple they, of the They Broncos. seem very comparable to the BF Goodrich's. Yeah. What I yeah. like about the BF Goodrich's, we order a lot of those. They You can get them in white letter, mm-hmm. which is you know, throwback to the yep. 70s. You can get white line, uh, let's see, white outline yep. letters, or you can get black wall. Yeah. So let me flip them inside. Yeah. Speaking of tires, you know a lot about just the health of, of tires what what should people look for? You know, just we're throwing stuff out here for people who are buying buying new Broncos and getting you know one. What you know, even if the tires look good, what should you be looking for on your tire? Yeah, you know, you can tell how old a tire is. You know, it's not like reading the rings on a tree. There's actually <laughs> a number with the there's a date on the tire. You just got to find it. If it's a, a an outline letter tire, white letter tire, it's always going to be on the inside, on the black wall. Oh, okay. So, and it's a little oval, you know, like the shape of a, a pill or a minion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's got a, a date in it. It's usually two digits and two digits, um, like 07 of 06, which would be July of 2006. And we've got a, a truck in here now, and uh, that is the date on the tires. And, um, you know... He wanted to drive it back after he picked it up three hours after it's been sitting for seven years. And I said, <laughs> you know, we're doing all this work. We're doing a disc brake conversion and yeah. power brake booster. We're doing EFI. And I said, I, you, just, you really need to either trailer it back or, you know, get some tires. I yeah. said, it's, it's not safe to drive something. that, And you can see the dry rot on the tires, but it still has like the little nibs and stuff. Right. So apparently they were new and they just sat out in the sun and were never used. Man. Well, there you go. A little uh, DIY or PAY talking about tires and wheels, what wheels to buy, what tires to buy. Um, and you know, let, next week we need to talk about suspension. Talk about our suspension for our new tires. Sound good? Oh, yeah. Mostly Gen 1 suspension. Yeah. 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 We've done some Gen 6 stuff. Yeah. Well, something that, you know, we love to talk about and all Bronco owners love to do is buy parts. (laughs) And so let's talk about uh, what's a, what what are some parts? What are some things that uh, you're loving on this, this week that you should, you think people should get? Oh yeah. (laughs) Headlights. Oh yeah. New headlight trim rings. Yeah, and headlights and, and turn signals just right there in the front, right in the grill. It's about all there is there. Yep. yep. You know, unless you got the fancy letters. But um, I really uh, have installed a couple of headlights, and they, you know, going from a sealed beam bulb. Yeah. You know that you can buy for eight dollars, and you're going to an LED light. First of all, 
the return on your investment, <laughs> you know, it can be 200 to $500. Sure. Um, makes a huge difference when you're driving your truck at night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you can actually see at night. Yeah. Cause otherwise they're like this amber yellow Dim, lights and you can't yeah. see anything. And, yeah. uh, but yeah, it just headlights, you know, and then while you're at it buy the Chrome trim rings and it just oh, yeah. makes the whole front of the truck look brand new. Um, but you know, there's a, a couple different ones we've installed recently. One of them, um, are, you know, they kind of look futuristic initially, uh, had mixed feelings about them, but now yeah. all the Bronco builders are using them. So if you're buying a $200,000 plus truck, you're getting these uh, sci-fi headlights is yeah. what I call them. Cause it looks like they got like two or three little eyeballs right. inside, but um, that, you know, those are as inexpensive as like $299 for a set. And it's literally, they're so easy to wire in. I almost put one wrench on it. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. And then uh, while you're there, you might as well do the little, you know, turn signals right there um, because uh, they're just, they're right there and yep. got brand new headlights and not that. And the trim rings aren't expensive. Um, and then, so another set, if you, if you don't like that look and you like the traditional sealed beam look where the light looks original, Holly's come out with some new super bright LED um, yeah. headlights that look like an original sealed beam bulb. They're all nice. silver and uh, they're a little more money, but um, everything is built into the bulb super easy to install and they're super bright. Yeah, I do. I, I, there are times where I regret putting in the LEDs on mine cause it does look a little sci-fi as you said. Um, and I wish I went with something like what Holly has, but there's other times I, I, I just love now driving at night with my headlights anyway. Yeah. The, those new lights by Holly are called, uh, retro brights, retro bright. That's yeah. cool. Well, for me, uh, this isn't a Bronco part specifically, but it's the Milwaukee Impact Drill. The uh, I think I got the half-inch drive, dude. This thing, it is like so powerful. Do you are you air tools still yeah. at the shop? Well, a little bit of both. Sometimes yeah. you know it's just uh, you need a cordless. Yeah, I mean. I, like I always thought, oh, you have to do air tools if you have a, a legit shop. But this, th that Milwaukee impact drill, I am not kidding you. That thing has so much torque. I was putting, or I was taking apart my um, 74 that I'm fully restoring. And I was taking, just, you know, stripping it down. Like taking everything off the axle to get the axles rebuilt. Um, and the uh, uh, pinion yoke on the back has that huge nut that i mean it's probably torqued down to you know two three hundred foot pounds of you know it's like that thing someone wailed on it to <laughs> to get that that thing on and i had that drill and just popped it off and i i was just so impressed with how much torque that thing has and um i i've really really enjoyed it so yeah the uh milwaukee impact drill if you're doing anything on your bronco i highly recommend it yeah, I love impact tools. So in our last episode, we talked about those clay models that were sitting on the rotunda in yeah. the Ford Design Center and uh, how marketing named the truck. They took it from there, essentially, and uh, called it the Bronco. Um, but what a lot of people don't know is that it didn't go right from the clay model into production. Ford had to make so many models to give the dealers to put on display to sell. Really? And, you know, they... they they, they turned this whole Bronco project around in really short time. 
you know, when you think about they they got the money in uh, like 18 months before they were already rolling on the assembly line and they had to design and develop and they had some ideas and some testing, but um, they had to produce an entire body and they did a great job because they didn't have to change it a lot. But Ford uses this company and a lot of other companies did too called the Bud Company. So the first 200 or so Broncos were actually called Bud Trucks. That's what everybody nicknamed. nicknames really? them. They're like 66s, and, and uh, they're a little different in the way they're built. You, if you look underneath at the tub, you can see some ways that they're different that identify them. Like the radiator core support has almost no holes in it. It's like a flat piece of metal. Um, really? So there's a few things that are that are specific to the bud truck, like if you wanted to build one exactly that way. But they're numbered. You can find them. There's just uh, some other things about it is that because there was such limited production, the, the bud company would create like uh, temporary dyes. You know, they'd use really? bucks and all kinds of things, but they'd take the clay model, make the body. They actually did the 64 and a half Mustang that everybody wow. talks about. They did like the first six months of the Mustang until Ford gets their giant dyes for their presses um, done. Uh, they use companies like that. But the Bud Company also had kind of a cool reputation for building all kinds of stuff. There was a, a train back in the 40s called the Silver Streak, and it was an all-stainless steel train, aerodynamic, three cars. <laughs> Most people don't know this, but it actually went 120 miles an hour from, like, New York to Chicago. And uh, it, that was, like, our first high-speed transportation, wow. and it kind of went away. Wow. But they put that whole, they, those were like mono bodies, stainless wow. steel, and they spot welded the entire car together and it just sat on a frame like a vehicle does. Wow. That's really cool that um, the Bud Company, Bud Trucks, I don't know how many people actually know that those exist. I was on uh, Facebook and someone posted one and it was funny because a lot of people, a lot of the comments were, no, you know, that's not real. You've got, you know, that this isn't, this isn't real, you know, it's not a real Bronco kind of thing. Um, and then people started chiming in like, no, this is a bud truck. Like, you know, cause someone just found it and Hey, how much is this worth? And I bought this Bronco and, um, even the tops on the bud trucks were different than what you would normally see as a Bronco, uh, current, you know, early Bronco, uh, wagon top and, and the tailgates. They had the a tailgate. It's called a waterfall tailgate. And the Broncos that we all know, early first gen Broncos, had this this line or this design seam in the and theirs didn't. It just went straight down. It followed the shoulder line of the sides of the truck and went straight down. It didn't have that line there. Um, wow. and it didn't say Ford off to one side either. I did see one recently. I think it was like number twenty and it had Ford spaced out all the way across the tailgate. Interesting. So it might have been it supposedly it was like truck number 20. I thought that was really interesting. Mm. That's cool. Like those little design things that, and you know that these are the trucks that were going around and that they were using for marketing that they were using at the dealerships, which is something that car companies still do today. I mean, with the new Bronco, I like, that was what I would work on was the, um, you know, the kind of pre-production model of the Bronco. And so it was funny because, you know, we'd be, we'd do a video about, Oh, how to do this. Um, and then it was like, Oh, we, uh, move this bolt, you know? And it's like, Oh, well, 
okay, that, you know, that video needs to change somehow on how to, you know, do whatever it is. But yeah, it's like, that's how kind of car companies do it is you make a bunch of the pre-production models, get the testing done of, uh, you know, of how it, how it works, how it functions, what some of the issues are, um, get people driving them, get people working on them and, and figure stuff out, um, before they actually hit the market then have a good launch when you launch a new vehicle and stuff like that. But that's funny that that was going on even back in 1966 with the Bronco. Yeah. I'd like to see uh, a really nice original bud truck so yeah. I can really come over it. And, uh, and we still need to drive that GPW. Yes. The World War II Ford. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone has a GPW that they want to let us drive, we would love to, <laughs> yeah. love to experience some of the, pre Bronco history by driving around an old, uh, GPW. That'd be super cool. But yeah. And again, you know, we, um, we, uh, have said this before, but if you have any questions or you have anything that you want to talk about, hit us up at uh, questions at the broncast.com. That is questions at T H E B R O N C A S T.com. Well, that's it for today. Episode four in the books. Looking forward to uh, some of these episodes coming up. We've got some really cool information to talk about, some cool history, and uh, talking more about Bronco parts, not just for the early Bronco, but also for the Gen 6 stuff. So looking forward to that. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Broncast. I'm the technical producer, Josh Toller, and the music you've heard today is brought to you by Adam Nitty. I'd like to thank our hosts, John Melton and Donnie Whiteman. The sponsors for this episode are Tom's Off-Road and ARP, Automotive Racing Products. Head over to our website, thebroncast.com, where you can find full episode notes, resources for this show, sponsor product links, and a log of all the podcast episodes and YouTube videos. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next time on The Broncast.